Hello and welcome to That Voice in the Crowd, episode four. Um, today we've got another guest, uh, as always, you know that's going to become a regular thing on the show now. Um, this guest, I've known him for the past maybe three years now. Um, we met in in uh, the gym in college at Rich Hewish. Um, one of the most dedicated, one of the most disciplined guys I know with what he does in his lifestyle and um and one of the biggest dreamers I know as well. Uh and that man is Chris Thomas. So Chris, how are you today? How are things? Um you know, tell me what's been going on. Uh yeah, pretty good. Um pretty exciting times. Um so for those of you that uh don't already know, I've uh, started having a little dabble in uh, bodybuilding. Yeah. Um <laughs> It's something that I've been doing for uh, for a little while, but uh, so recently I've decided that I want to, you know, step in the first competition uh, next April. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I've I've got a coach now. Uh, things are really speeding up. Yeah. Uh, about a month away from from doing the proper diet. Um, yeah, pretty exciting times. Um, yeah, no, it a, sounds a lot it. is nice. It definitely sounds it, and I mean, if you don't follow Chris on um, on uh, Instagram. You know, he's got some phenomenal uploads on there of, of his training. You know, he's pulling some serious weight now. So, yeah, no, I mean, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see you uh, go and compete. I'm excited to see how you're going to look as well, because from what I remember, so me and Chris have not seen each other since uh, since year 13, the end of college. And back then, you know, he was a, you know, five foot eight, five foot nine gorilla. Um <laughs> And so, I mean, you've only you've only got bigger since then, haven't you? I would imagine. I mean, it, it's that there was, in in all honesty, a point where it did get a bit ridiculous. I did get a bit too big, and I had to to clean it up. It was a bit obsessive. It was like get that weight up, get that weight up. I mean, if I was to take a guess, because I wasn't uh, looking too much when I when last time I saw you when when we left college, I'd say I was probably about. 80, 80 sort of kilo. So yeah. um, in peak off season, I got I got pretty chunky. Um, <laughs> that was earlier on this year. The heaviest I got to was like one hundred and twenty kilo. Um, also, which I that's I mean in pounds, I know it more accurately. It was two hundred and fifty six point four pounds, which I'm guessing is about one hundred getting yeah. on for one hundred and twenty kilo. I think so. I was pretty heavy. I was I was a big boy. That is um, crazy. I feel a bit, Bit lighter, a bit more conditioned now, but yeah, yeah, I've uh, I've, I've uh, been eating a bit of food lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's it's crazy the commitment you have, and so that sort of brings me quite well into what we've or what the plan was to talk about today. Um, you know, if you're looking at this on YouTube, um, or you took your time to read the bio of the actual show, you'll know that this show is called It. That's it, plain and simple. It. Um, that refers to the it factor in people. Um, you know, we look at Usain Bolt, we look at Arnold Schwarzenegger, obviously the two huge characters from uh, our respective uh, respective disciplines here, myself with athletics and, and Chris with bodybuilding. You would look at those kind of guys when they're, you know, in the prime of their careers, and you just, to, in, uh, in our minds anyway they've got it it's it's something 
indescribable. You can't define it. They just have it. It's the special, it's the sixth sense. It's the extra trait. And so what we're going to try and get around to get our heads around today is sort of dreams, commitment, failure, setbacks. And of course, uh, we'll try and create our own definition of what the it factor is. And so, you know, Chris, I'm just going to straight up ask you, you know, where did it sort of start for you with bodybuilding? Um, What sort of sparked it for you? Um, In all honesty, I think I always was going to do something um, that could both stimulate my mind and my body, almost something that was a bit more than just a sport. It was something that I could throw absolutely everything in, like yeah, like a that that can just fill your head yeah. with with like dream. Yeah, it's the, the kind of thing that you could uh, go to bed sleeping about, you know, dreaming yeah. about. Like the kind of thing yeah. that you, you live and you know every single day and do. Um, and yeah. I think you know soon as I went into the gym and I started training, I thought, you know, this, this is good. This feels great. This is going somewhere. And then as soon as I, you know, start seeing magazines, posters, that people like Arnold and, you know, modern day bodybuilders, you know, that, that just completely made up my mind. I want to do that. I know what these guys are doing and that kind of like gritty, hardcore discipline like other people might look at that and they might think oh my god what are you doing like yeah. this is going to take life it's going to destroy it. and to me that i just love that i love the idea that you could take something and just take it such extreme levels of dedication discipline hard work and get such a result from it i just just love that idea yeah and in that sense it very much does become more than just a sport it is very much a lifestyle and when we do look at professional athletes and we look at people that are able to commit themselves that far into their chosen profession, it is, it is a lifestyle, you know. Um, it's definitely something I would say that, is, that I've thrown myself into since starting university. My life, you know, I don't look at my life as something separate to classes and to athletics and obviously now to the podcast my life very much is, you know, I live to go to class, I live to go to training, I live to compete, I live to, you know, record these episodes and to put this content out there, because it's what I want to do. And that's perhaps something that is why some struggle through secondary school and into college is because they're not doing something they love. Yeah, it's all got to start in the mind, like, as soon as you found your thing, you know, like, anyone that's trying to decide you know what what's their thing it might not even be sport related they might you know end up be- becoming something completely different once you found your thing you don't even need to ask someone you, you just know like it, it will come as simply as breathing to you if you're going to be an athletic champion there's no question it's, it's going to happen if it's today if it's tomorrow if it's going to be a decade you know however long it's going to take once you've started you just know there's no question yeah, absolutely. And so with regards to sort of expectations, once you put yourself into that lifestyle, and obviously you're very much now into this bodybuilding lifestyle, how do you manage the expectations? 
you know, I know for myself, uh, it's very much something that me and my coach have open and honest conversations about. And I've had very open and honest conversations with myself about stuff in the past, you know, um, yep. when applying to uni, you know, you can see this stuff on the website as well, where I explain it. I tried hundreds, well, maybe not hundreds, but a good 50 different places before I eventually found Man Matt. And it was a time of very honest, you know, brutally honest conversations with myself and trying to somehow set the sights at the right level to find the right expectation. Well, I think, like you said, it, you, you just got to set one step, small step at a time, like one one goal, one vision. But um, I think the biggest thing I do just to manage where I'm at, how I'm feeling, what I'm doing, is just the realisation, like, at this level, up and down the country, there are tens, if not hundreds of people going through the same thing. Like, and I'm sure this is the same for most disciplines, most sports, Um if you're dieting, if you're training, if you're going through really hard phases, you're not the only one. And that's really what's going to, especially with, with, you know, with bodybuilding, that's really what's going to determine the difference between 10th place and, you know, first place. Like, you're dieting, you're hungry, you're tired. What are you going to do? You're going to cheat on your diet? You, you know, you're going to go and, you know, have a moment? Or, you know, are you just going to suck it up and do it? And, um so there is that side of it. A lot of the time, I don't think I particularly manage it well. I just tell myself, you've got to do it. Um, but one thing that I do think that really would help people is um, just break it down. One small step, one goal at a time. Like I could, I'm going to the gym tomorrow, for example. I could tell you exactly what exercise I'm doing, what weights I want to hit, what goals I'm going to get because I've set a goal. And it's a very small goal, and it's it, it's only going to last until tomorrow. And hopefully tomorrow I've, I've hit it, I've done it, then I set another goal. So I could tell you what I'm doing tomorrow. I could tell you what my goal is for the next month, for the next year. You know, I could, I could tell you my future career goals. It, it's just one small step at a time. And even yeah. if the bigger picture isn't there now, it will fit into place. Just focus on what you're doing now, not what anyone else is doing. Just focus on you in that moment. What can you do? to get from A to B? What's the most efficient way of doing that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I liked what you said about one thing at a time. Um, there's a video somewhere on uh, on Instagram. I think it's of a Navy SEALs or a US Marines officer um, talking, I think it's at like a passing out parade. And he's obviously talking to the crowd and he says, if you want to, sorry, when we start training our Marines, the first thing we train them is how to make a bed purely because that is the first thing they do in the day and it's their first goal completed and it's one brick in the wall completed and so you can you know you make your bed it's well made you go out you have a crap day you come back to a perfectly made bed you know or you come back or you go out have a brilliant day and even better you come back to a perfectly made bed so it's quite full circle in that sense of if you can lay the first brick early, that's going to come back and it's going to provide a really solid foundation. So, you know, what you just said about setting one small goal at a time and building upon that 
is really important, you know, whether you're an athlete or not. You know, if you're doing a, gr- a degree, if you're, you know, working a regular job now, all the goals that you're setting need to be incremental. You know, I can say I want to go to the Olympics next year. I can say it, <laughs> whether it's going to happen or not is, you know, I mean, it, in all honesty, it's not going to happen. I'm not at an Olympic level yet. And that's where the honesty comes in. You know, everything we're talking about today, and I would say as well on, on last week's episode, we it's very much about perspective and knowing what to set and when. And of course, with that as well, does does come setbacks, does come failures. A lot of the time, obviously with athletics, uh, I can imagine with bodybuilding as well, Chris, it's, you know, injuries, it's our bodies giving out on us, um, despite our best efforts sometimes. Um, I'm quite lucky this year, I've not been injured. I bruised my foot on Wednesday uh, after falling off a hurdle in training, but still managed to PB yesterday at Trafford. Um, with, I mean, in all honesty, quite a few painkillers in my system, but, you know, it yeah, it is just bruised. It is just bruised. So, you know, we're not worried too much. But I mean, in your own experience, have you recently had any kind of injuries or like physical setbacks? Oh, God, yeah. Um, so I think the most prominent one is um, so basically about, I reckon, November time last year. Yeah. Um, I've been, I've been, uh, you University of Bristol for about a couple of months um training was really you know kicking off um you know I was obviously living in student accommodation what the only thing I really focused on was eating sleeping training and you know the occasional lecture um and I was literally pushing myself I'd recently switched over from um if anyone's interested from like a standard bro split you know body part a day to um if anyone knows Dorian Yates um his kind of four day a week uh split um and it's, you know, probably like heavy duty, uh, going to absolute failure in one set type stuff. Um, and obviously I was new to this. I was fresh. I was pretty ignorant. Um, I was really not looking out for any danger signs, any worrying signs that my body was telling me, you know, come no. on, yeah. relax out of you, you know. Um, and yeah, so at some point, a couple months down the road in about November, um, I was doing a back day and, you know, loading up the bar, bar by rows, one plate aside, two plates, three plates. I'm rowing. I, I, you know, I get a good set, whatever it was, six to eight, something, put the bar down. I get up, I go back down. I can't get yeah. up. And my back was in absolute agony. Um, finished the workout. I'm thinking, oh, you know, it's, it's just the occasional lower back pump, whatever, you know, maybe I need to tidy up my form get back to the flat later on and that night I'm just writhing on the floor I can't move yeah turns out I get sciatica um so I go to A&E later on that night and uh you know they're, they're telling me you know you're not going to be training the rest of this year you know you, no. you've got to take some time you, you, you've got to slow it down you're not going to be handling weight and I was just absolutely devastated because yeah. I'd already had plans to eat um training was really going well um, it, it was just 
heartbreaking, literally. Yeah, I had visions, obviously it wasn't as bad as this, but I had visions of, you know, Ronnie Coleman, uh, you know, eight-time Mr. Olympia. He had the most extreme version of, like, lower back pain. He literally, you know, kept slipping discs. He had metal uh, bolts in his back. And, you know, from up there yeah. to down here, he, he just fell. Um, yeah. And I just had these visions in front of me. And um, it turns out, just through persistent will willpower really um i got back up you know I, I took a week off training i did absolutely everything in my power to to mend myself basically whatever therapy yeah. was available i went yeah. chiropractor had massage um all, all the toys and gadgets back braces and all this stuff took a week off training next week i'm back in the gym yeah. i start light i start steady i avoid lower back loading before long i'm you know, in months' time, I'm back to the same numbers. Yeah. And I'd say that was the. Obviously, I've had smaller setbacks, but nothing on that scale. And I'd say that's really drilled into me um, this idea that you have to be careful. You you, yeah. you have to weigh up the risk, the benefits with absolutely everything. Yeah. I mean, before then, this really ignorant. I'd say really almost like immature type of trainer gym girl whatever you want to call it yeah um you know invincible but now you know i i'm still i think lifting quite good weights uh you know going going to failure and everything but i'm so so careful yeah I, absolutely so, I, I just won't even probably attempt until at least maybe a few more months because um i'm really still on the mend for example yeah. like back squats no that no. just just as injury all over it at the minute yeah. and so sorry it was a nerve in your back did you say yeah so um it what what happened was um if you imagine you got your your vertebrae lined up yeah um one of them essentially moved a little bit um okay. I'm, I'm not an expert on this in any no. way no so if any if anyone's going to correct me, you know I'm already expecting I'm 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 far from an expert on this, but from what I got explained, um, one of them had moved basically. I okay. got told that it was a bit like a jam donut, and the jam had leaked out. That that was the okay. So analogy like, that, yeah, one of the vertebrae and, sort of misaligned within near the spine. Yeah, and uh, basically, there's this nerve that runs all the way from uh, the base of your spine yeah. down your leg. All the way down to the bottom, the and that's nerve. the south. Yeah. So basically, even now as I'm sitting here, I'm basically in discomfort because what's happening is um, that nerve is always being irritated. Yeah. So what it feels like, is like you've got a dead leg. You know, sometimes like yeah. you, you sit on or whatever, and you, you know it goes a bit numb. Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, you jiggle your leg or whatever. It's like that, and no matter what you do, it's always in discomfort, and um, yeah. it, it's not. It's not bad. It's it's all right. No. It, it's very mad, but it, it's always there in the back of your mind. Yeah, I'm not invincible. No, of course. However, the flip side of that is obviously as well. You know, have you turned twenty yet? Are you nineteen? Uh, no, I will be in January. January, nice. You know, we are nineteen, twenty-year-olds, and so throwing ourselves into a lifestyle of you know, in your case, you know, to failure sets of bodybuilding and every day in the gym, 
you know, of course, it's at the base of it all. It is just our, us chasing our dream. And the the flip side of what I wanted to say was we are still young. We are, you know, incredibly young. There are guys at 60 that are still, you know, absolutely killing it. Maybe not in terms of an athletic sense, but as well, you know, in, you know, with uh, with businesses, with podcasts even, you know, things can change, things can flip in an instant. And so having multiple avenues that you're able to explore is a really, really useful tool. Um, you know, as as I said a few minutes ago, I've got a degree, the podcast, athletics, you know, three or four different branches that I'm sort of pursuing at the same time. And somehow I'm juggling it and it manages to fit. And I know people that have had a lot of trouble time managing and, you know, having the discipline to be able to keep up with such demands. Because, you know, when you do get to a certain level with these kind of things, it does become demanding, obviously. Uh, with yourself and bodybuilding, you're in the gym every day because that's what it takes to take the first step to be able to compete. You know, you do have to hold yourself to a certain level. And obviously with myself and athletics, I'm at a level now where, you know, I am training six or seven. Well, I mean, I'm not at the moment. I've, you know, got a sort of a five day break now for the end of the season. Um, and I won't be racing again probably for, for another three months. But, you know, sort of during the season, I'm training six days a week, sometimes seven days a week. You know, we we keep the flow going, but at a steady rate. So we're not yeah. trying to peak too high and we're not trying to dip too low. And that's just something that comes with a lifestyle and having discipline to manage what you're able to do, what your body's able to do, and also what your mind's able to take on. And this sort of comes around to the podcast part as well, you know, now that it's gaining a bit of momentum, you know, slowly, but it's getting there. I will admit it is getting there, um, however slowly. Um you know, things, you know, I have to put more time into it, you know, whether that's time with editing, making sure everything is perfect. And of course, you know, I do try my best. Um, but, you know, even to the other stuff, like creating the website, like getting onto the other stuff that I'm going to hopefully get out in the next couple of weeks, but I'm not going to say on this episode. Um, <laughs> it's just one of those things of having the maturity to have the discipline and it goes back to what we spoke about earlier of planting the first brick early and making sure that's right first. In the case of the video on Instagram, and of course, you know, anyone message me and I'll try and find it and share it out with you. Um, making the bed at the start of the day. I think the, uh, the episode is called The It Factor and it's, um, I think what we're managing to do here is dissect that it really comes down to maturity and discipline over the lifestyle that you want to lead. And of course, you know, all of this said, it is also perfectly fine at this time in life to have nothing figured out. I think myself and Chris here are very lucky that we've grown up in an environment and we've had the opportunities that we've had to, you know, find our passions this early you know it could be tomorrow you find your passion it could be next week next month next year 
You could be 30 before you find your actual passion. But that's the beauty of it. You never know when it's going to come. So being able to develop that maturity and discipline in what you do in your everyday life. And like I said in the first episode of That Voice in the Crowd, I want to make this this, uh, podcast relatable to everyone. So having the discipline and maturity in every aspect of life, whether it's bodybuilding, whether it's athletics, whether it's a degree, a job, anything, I think we've answered the question of what is the it factor here. Would you agree, Chris? Absolutely. And and when, you know, when these people find it, they're going to love it. There's no going back. Yeah. But once you've got, you're set, you're set down this path that will, you know, it will make you, it'll make you or break you. You're either going to love it and do it forever. Yeah. Or you get glimpses of what could happen. And for whatever reason, at that point in life, you can't do it. But yeah. if you can do it, if you can pursue it and you you found it, just take it, just, just, Run with it. Take it, it. Run with it. Triple down on it. Do everything. And, you know, um, really? you know, course, yeah. when you do find it, whatever it is for you, people are going to tell you you've changed. People are going to tell you you've moved on. You're big time. You're Hollywood now, you know. But it does seem to be quite a spiteful thing and quite a negative stigma in our society that when someone finds their true passion... And, for example, you know, in school, um, when someone is really good at something and they absolutely love it, they're immediately labelled a tryhard. And, you know, there's very much a culture, a negative culture of not, you shouldn't try hard because, you know, the kid that tries hard just makes everyone else look bad. And so yeah. therein lies the problem of uh, of this stigma that we have where when someone finds their passion and when they really truly want to pour their heart into something, they don't. Not because they don't want to, but because they're afraid of what society will think of them and what they'll be labelled as. Yeah, I, th- I think you're you're so true. You're so right there. It's it's such a shame, but I think if um, if if people weren't the way they were, they are, there would be so many more you know champions superstars af- you know top level athletes it's there are a lot of um sacrifices that that come along with it and unfortunately just shutting out the outside world is one of them and the 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 cruelest thing about all of that is that often the the biggest distractions the the people that are going to say you can't do this the loudest the worst yeah. Are gonna is from your immediate circle. I mean, it, it sounds so bad, but there are so many people that I've basically just shut out of my life because yeah. not because there's any normal reason for them not to be there, but they just don't they just don't fit in with what, where I'm where I'm going, what I'm doing. I mean I don't wanna, you know, name any names or anything, but no, of course. So many people that I could be perfectly good friends with now that I, I'm probably I was, um, but I, I I can't be doing that and and being where I am now. And sometimes those sacrifices they really pile up. I mean, I can't remember the last time I ate a normal meal with my family. Um, you know, 
I can't remember the last time I went out. I can't remember the last time I, you know, party, drank alcohol, any of that stuff. And yeah. if they're around you um, and they're relying on you, they need you there, um, family, friends, whatever, the sacrifices that pile up and the better you get, unfortunately, the more that consistent discipline is required. And that's, yeah. you know, there, it's... It's not fair, but those that have the less, the least, you know, the the, le- the smaller families or no families, um, those that come from broken homes because there's no one there for them or relying on them, they're going. They're ultimately, normally, going to have the least barriers around them to to do well. Whereas those that are lucky enough to to have the family and the friends, they're unfortunately going to have to overcome those hurdles somehow. I mean, there are a lot of successful examples of bodybuilders, athletes, anyone that's done well that has managed to juggle those things. But the more you have, the harder it's going to be. Yeah. It's very, I think the saying is something like, um, or I can't remember the exact saying off the top of my head, but it's something to do with, you know, having nothing is the biggest setback but is also the biggest advantage because it's he that has nothing is the same person who has the greatest hunger for everything. Hence why we see, you know, great athletes win a World Cup, win a World Championship, whatever, and fall off because they lose the hunger. And it's the same story of once you're at the top. Staying hungry is... Staying there is the hardest part. You know, getting there was necessarily easy uh, in comparison but yeah that seems to have answered our question today of what is the it factor and um, obviously this one's been quite an episode for the athletes um, but of course what we've mentioned here today really does uh, translate into you know wider society you know uh, and relates to other aspects of life like like we said maturity discipline um you know and being mature and disciplined enough to know who who you need in your circle and who you don't need and what is going to benefit you most and so yeah i think that about does us for today chris yeah thank you so much for being on here i really appreciate your expertise your knowledge your experience so happy for you to have me on man it was absolute pleasure yeah no absolutely and uh are you still at uh university now uh technically i'm not really in or part of one now um i've left bristol i've done my first year i've done my exams passed all of them luckily and now i'm in the process of transferring to open uni so uh, okay yeah i've been past two years there um yeah so uh home you know more time for my building and all that yeah yeah absolutely and um yeah no you're clearly immersing yourself in the lifestyle you're doing the right things i i'm excited to see you compete i'm excited to see you compete i'm excited to see you get on stage for that first time and you know make sure you you share it out there because i'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this podcast that are gonna gonna want to see you succeed as well um yeah, no, no, honestly, it's um, it's more than a pleasure. You know, I 
I uh, I really do love having people on this podcast now, and it's something that's going to be a, a a regular occurrence um, on every episode. So, yeah, we've um, we've spoken from the heart. We've uh, we've given it our best shot to answer the question for today. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, no, thanks again, Chris, and uh, we'll oh, see you on the next you. one, guys. Bye.